Roy Casey. We were on the Soulcast round two. The first one was so beautiful in the amount of people that said uh, it resonated with them. I remember you were very, I don't know if this is just you in general, but you were very vulnerable. Like you teared up a little and like I just want to, I say that I thank you so much for the first appearance and I respect, you know, the message you were putting out on that because a lot of people are messing me about it. So thank you for joining me again. Yeah, I'm so stoked to be here and, and stoked to uh, see you in person. Uh, <laughs> the, the online facade is actually real. I'm here to tell you guys. Oh, okay. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, and the level of integrity and health that you have. So this guy's not just a talking head. Yeah, And so he, go. he's got a lot of solid energy, <laughs> integrity, really high vibe. And, uh, and he's a good-looking guy, too. Hey, cherry <laughs> on top from uh, the president of planet Earth himself. That's a, yeah, that's a top sign. I appreciate that, man. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, so we're in Sedona. Uh, a magical place and um, I want to speak to you about the kind of state of this uh, of Sedona at the moment uh, I've only been here for a few days but like I said it's, it's very magical but there are a lot of things going on uh, so I think uh, it would be helpful to kind of you know raise awareness and just kind of nut out some of the issues that are happening here if you you know wanted to give yeah us abso lowdown. absolutely I think it's important to, to talk about it um, yeah absolutely so so what is happening well, okay, so uh, so we see what's happening globally, right, with these mandates that we had to deal with, uh, um, these ideas around what the law is, et cetera. Um, <laughs> Laws. Right. And so um, <laughs> people should study natural law if they want to understand the law. And yeah. so the bottom line is, is uh, there's policies that's being implemented without the residents' knowledge, and a lot of it is coming down through sustainability, and this is coming through the UN Agenda 21, which has also been rebranded or restylized for uh, uh, Agenda 2030, which is, uh, Agenda 21 is the 21st century, and this was um, uh, created by the UN uh, and the Rockefeller Foundation in the 1992 Rio Summit. And so, uh, you can find documents uh, uh, written all over the internet about that, and it's been rolled into the World Economic Forum as well. And their agenda is: you'll know, you'll own nothing, and you'll be happy. And so, getting everyone into uh, the digital digital prison, if you will, but ultimately microchips. They microchips, and they want the smart cities and the 5G financials attached to that. Everything, everything locked up digital prison i think that's mm -hmm. the best word for yeah. it uh and it's the totalitarian tiptoe so if you've studied totalitarianism or uh, you know jordan peterson talks extensively about this this historical aspect of marxism uh communism which is the basis of that is based in divide and conquer mm -hmm. if we can divide a person between the right and left hemispheres of the brain between their family between genders between races labels labels uh, then we can control them and manipulate them a little bit more. If people are confused, as you see in the world today, people don't know what's up, what's right, or what's wrong, and they're believing the science or whatever the narrative mm -hmm. is through the TV that comes through their parents, even if they don't watch TV. Yep. comes through their parents, comes through their workplace, and it's kind of just the way it is. But the fact of the matter is that's rewriting history, and that's not the way it is. Mm. And so... Um, getting back down to first principles and understanding, you know, life on Earth. There's four human needs. That's water, fire, food, shelter. And uh, you need community to build that food, to build that shelter. 
and fire is represented with technology and uh, right now the the combustion engine uh, and uh, whatever type of oil-based uh, elements that fuel that fire uh, and the technology that resides especially you know the microphones and the electricity that, that powers this and so those are the four human needs if we get back down to brass tacks and focus on those uh, then these uh, policies um, they have less uh, grip on us uh, once we're aware. So in Sedona, they are talking about sustainability with these climate action plans, with these UN directives, with these World Economic Forum directives, these global factions. We have what's called ICLE here. It's the uh, Institute for, um, uh, what is it, the, I, I don't know, Institute for, uh, something on environmental sustainability or mm -hmm. something like that. I-C-L-E-I. Uh, and when I interviewed the vice mayor of Sedona, Scott Jablow, he had no idea what it was, uh, when it was instituted, and it was and it was instituted on his watch in 2014. And he had, he's been in politics for a long time. And so there's a lot of buck passing uh, that's happening right now. W what we have is we have major traffic issues. Um, the, the city officials hired the Chamber of Commerce, and the Chamber of Commerce, uh, with a $3 million budget, was able to target the world and bring the world here for tourism. And we were one of the more open states during lockdowns. Uh, there were no masks here. They tried to in implement these mask mandates here, but this is such a small town, and there's so many freedom seekers here in, 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 in Arizona. The Second Amendment's alive and well. Uh, patriotism is, is alive and well. This is the United States of America. We're supposed to be free and to be able to exercise exactly. free speech, which has obviously been throttled on the Internet as mm -hmm. well. Uh, and uh, the Second Amendment is to protect ourselves against tyrants, mm -hmm. foreign and domestic. And so, um, so Sedona is a place of this freedom. And, uh, you know, lo and behold, people are coming here. They try and rent the house. So a lot of people came here. And uh, there's only 10,000 homes per se. There's 10,000 residents here. Uh, and there's limited land use because of the, uh, the Forest Service. The federal land is protected uh, to a certain degree. And then, of course, we have the... Uh, these dune buggies, these ATVs and OHVs that are out there destroying the earth, kicking up the dust, kill, killing the flora and the fauna, mm. uh, and also the neighbors, and it's causing massive environmental degradation. And the city officials are shrugging their shoulders. Oh, that's unfettered capitalism. You know, they have rights to own a business, et cetera, et cetera. Yet they can regulate the hippies that, you know, there's now 150 people camping out on the national forest any given night. And so they're instituting uh, new federal mandates and laws to regulate that, but they can't regulate the degradation of the forest with these dune buggies. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of buck passing going on right now, a lot of shoulder shrugging. That's the way it is. Those are states' laws. Those are federal laws. We can't do this, um, et cetera. And so the citizens are paying attention uh, a lot more, and lo and behold, they're ushering in all this sustainability um, um, policy for uh, the future in UN Agenda 21, Agenda 2030. So, for example, uh, what they're trying to do is bring in only electric cars. So they're starting to mandate if you build a new house, you have to have an electric charging station. <laughs> We're not going into the metrics of... Uh, 
is this the most sustainable thing? Like, can we pull this tungsten and uh, lithium out of the mines in Africa mm -hmm. using slave labor and child labor? Uh, can we do that forever? Uh, is there any industrial waste from titanium? Uh, from, uh, not titanium, but uh, lithium. What is the mining equipment that they used to mine those run on? Is the, are they electric as well? No. And what exactly. do they clean that stuff with? Is this toxic materials? Yep. Are we going to leave holes in the earth uh, like Three Mile Island? Is there going to be a bunch of nuclear waste that we later have to clean up? Or it's going to contaminate the lands over there in Africa? Like, are we th thoroughly thinking holistically through on how, quote unquote, sustainable is this? And so they keep using this word sustainable because it's a virtue signal, like the left does often, is they virtue signal as if this is just a blanket statement to save the planet, right? And so, but most people aren't talking about uh, fossil fuels or oil and the proxy wars and the Ukrainian wars and the backhanded deal with Hunter Biden's laptop and his father making deals with China and, and Ukraine and, and oil wars and proxy wars that, that secure oil wars in the Middle East and Afghanistan and Syria and Libya. Libya is number nine producer of oil. I started out working in the Amazon and as an environmentalist drinking the ayahuasca going, Oh my God, these plants are so fucking useful for all the sick people in, in the West and it's being cut down at an alarming rate. Oh, what's the number one deforestation component? Oil exploration. Mm. Oh, okay, what's that all about? Oil exploration and then the oil men, the Rockefellers, they started the American Medical Association, mm. right? And they started the UN and they started the Rockefeller Foundation that funds all these quote-unquote studies. And the American Medical Association mandated that only state-licensed doctors can treat, mitigate, or cure any dis-ease in the human body and so it's a it's a uh, monopoly um, and uh, it's intertwined with oil money with drug money with weapons manufacture the, the top five and I put this in my book the top five as far as I can see it are oil oil drugs weapons agribusiness chemicals and the media mm. and the media keeps everything in lockstep because people are programmed the final frontier or the battlefield is fought in the human mind and so this is mind control just look no further than um uh, mk ultra operation mockingbird op uh i'm sorry operation paperclip operation uh, uh, uh mockingbird and so this is all about mind control and and it's totalitarian tiptoed into virtue signaling that everything what, what are they doing they're doing the diversity uh the diversity virtue signaling because uh when people get mutilated through boob jobs and uh sexual uh, transferring of their genitalia or cutting their genitalia off, then we need to accept all this stuff, mm. right? As normal, normalizing dysfunction, right? And so this is this is the sickness that I see. And you're seeing this in sports. They want to bring uh, these men into sports that chop their dicks off and they've got all this testosterone development. And then um, they also want to uh, allow children to talk about hormone replacement therapy at a child's age. I'm sorry, but that is off limits. Children aren't developed. Their brains aren't developed uh, until later. And so you don't want to leave these decisions, these medical decisions up to children. And so anyways, I'm getting a little sideways, but it's, it's, 
it's globally totalitarianism yep. and how it's showing up locally is through these little policies mm-hmm. that are supposed to feel good. Oh, it's sustainable. Oh, yeah. it's 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 the green new deal. Yeah. Oh, it's good for everyone. Oh, it's inclusive, right? And 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 <laughs> it's all these mixed up conversations and when somebody's confused, they're easily manipulated. Yep. And the fact of the matter here in Sedona, Arizona is the locals started paying attention. Why? Well, my rent got raised first and foremost 63% overnight, right? And so that raises a little bit of awareness. I looked into that. The, the, the legalese term is called usury, which is criminal abuse of the money system. And so you've got these investment firms coming in, buying sim- single-family homes, turning them into hotels, a.k.a. Airbnbs. Uh, and then there's no long, there is minimal long-term residential rental properties available for someone like me that wants to live here or even someone who's in a lesser financial position or maybe wants to work in the local business my friends that own local businesses can't find employees that have stable housing mm. a lot of these employees that work in the natural grocers and the and the local uh, uh, juice bars and the and 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 uh, the grocery stores they live in their car because they want to wow. live in the holy land but they can't afford it yeah. and so an average uh, uh, house to rent like one bedroom you could get that here for sixteen hundred dollars which is affordable well that doesn't exist anymore because those one bedroom apartments however many one bedroom apartments we have maybe we have three four hundred units here in in Sedona uh, they're all being Airbnb'd out yeah and so and the owners uh, even if they had stable residents in there, friends and family in there, they're like, well, the money's good. I'm going to sell it. And remember, the money's inflated. They stuck trillions of dollars for the stimulus during the uh, coronavirus lockdowns. So the money is literally worth less, right? Mm-hmm. It's worth less. And so so the fact of the matter is, is this is all playing out. These investment firms come in. I have a friend who lives down the street. He's a very successful businessman. He owns a sock company. He's got four children. They're in the Waldorf school. He could only find a two-bedroom house. The house next door to him is a four-bedroom. He tried to buy it. It didn't even get put on the market. It got snatched up by an investment firm. They turned it into an Airbnb. It didn't even get put on the market. House mm. across the street, same thing. He's got the money to buy it, and he, he can't purchase it. So... And what I've investigated in is if the city would just uh, enforce its existing zoning laws, so we have commercial and we have residential, if they would if they would enforce the existing laws, it would get pushed out. Now, why do I say that they're not doing this? Well, my friend Nick bought an Airstream for his family to have an extra bedroom, right? Well, you can't park a trailer in Sedona, right? It's an affluent community, and they have certain ordinances on the books. And one of those ordinances in the zoning laws is you can't park a trailer in a residential neighborhood. You have to go park it at an RV parking place or have another parking garage. Um, and so, so they can enforce those laws. Mm. Right. They knock on his door. Hey, you can't have that parked here. Actually, I saw it parked here recently. Maybe they're looking the other way because he's in a predicament and they know they're not enforcing 
the commercial zoning laws uh, that are existing. Because if you have an Airbnb, that is called a hotel, right? Mm. If if ten people can stay in there comfortably, but it's a, a a single family home with normally three, four, maybe five people in there, what's the price of flushing the toilet on the sewer system here? Because because we have twenty nine hundred corporate holdings of Airbnb uh, properties, right? These are wow. single family homes and they're 2,900 <coughs> out of a town of 10,000 residents or less. So how many homes is that? Mm. So that's probably around 8,000 homes out of it. 2,900. That's over. Um, what is that? That's approximately a third uh, of the homes right there are single family home Airbnb and the rest of them. A lot of them are investments, second family homes. So Sedona is kind of a weird place. It's like a ghost town with this little community of spiritual people that want to practice yoga. They want to be in the Holy Land. They want to come here and do ecstatic dance and do their healing and maybe even work here and have the quality of life. But it's being eliminated systematically under the guise of growth. We use these words. Remember, growth, sustainability, green these mm. are all tag words, virtue signal, with a totalitarian tiptoe on the back end, uh, on the back end of it. So we are just waking up, uh, calling a spade a spade, and really paying attention uh, to what's going on and doing what we can. And let me tell you, the local uh, politicians, uh, they are uh, alarmed. Uh, they know that uh, the jig is up and that the the. The, the citizens are watching. So anyways, I'm rambling a little bit. Maybe you have some, some more uh, specific questions. Um, yeah, so... It's, it's, it's a little complicated, There too. we go. That's the world summarized right now, Troy Casey. Um, I think one of the things we mentioned last night was how all of this stuff is kind of a tool for our awakening. Correct. And if they're... Like, the, the macro view, the totally spiritual view is that everyone is serving their role in the world, mm -hmm. whether they are, you know, objectively a, a bad person or whatever, and they're doing these things, like they think they're operating in the best way that they should be in their life, their con context of how they were born, whatever. But they are tools for our awakening in that if someone is, you know, mean to you at school, like a bully is, they awaken you to the fact that, oh, maybe I'm physically weak. Maybe I'm uh, mentally weak in that I can't retort back to the bully. I just kind of take it. That damage, that pain that you are inflicted upon by someone else wakens you up to your weakness and enables you to become stronger. So all of these things, these policies are kind of telling us, you know, oh, you, you haven't been involved in your community laws and your government and you're letting yourself, it's like, and I know for me as well, I didn't really give a shit about local politics where I lived growing up until, you know, kind of recently is like local politics is the one politics that you should be focusing on. Don't focus on the fucking federal election, the brain numbing politics media dribble that they put out to, again, divide people. It's like, but the person who has elected the local sheriff and is or uh, district attorney who is going to decide which cases to prosecute and which criminals to release on bail or not, that shit matters. That stuff is the stuff that you should be, you know, positively involved in and be aware of what's going on because that's literally the people that are enforcing the laws around you that is what you should be dedicating a political if you are gonna you know say your life's in order you've got a good career good relationships good your health's good all of that needs to be locked in first correct uh, but then if you have extra energy and time to dedicate to local politics that's where it needs to be um so yeah the the 
the World Economic Forum, all these things are... They're preying on the fact that you're not paying attention. Exactly. So just paying attention a little bit is moving towards in a better direction. But go ahead, please. I yeah. don't want to cut no, you off. Th- th- I'm, I'm nearly done. The, the attention, the awareness, the consciousness, that's all a result of the boot stamping on our freedoms and stamping... And then it's not taken for granted anymore. So what is, you know... All of this stuff, all of the growth you go f- through in general has to be as a result of pain, I guess. Would you say that's that's true and you know in in your experience? Well, I definitely think that like Paul Check says the pain teacher is always guiding us. The question is are we listening? And yep. as a spiritual principle, uh yes, we have pain and we have joy, you know that we 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 have a we're in a dualistic paradox, yin yang, inhalation, exhalation, masculine, feminine. Uh, catabolic, anabolic, and so we're always reaching towards homeostasis, which we never can totally reach, um, but it's that constant balance. As the ancient sages have said, walk the middle path. So let's back up there. Yes, this is a spiritual path that we are on. Yes, we are on a path of awakening. Ultimately, you know, I've had my own God experiences through psychedelics, through meditation, um, we ultimately we are all God. I am God. I've had that realization just last weekend, and so, <laughs> right? You yeah. Know, that that's a little bit heavy to swallow, and and maybe you've heard it on the internet before, but I've actually had the, the specific experience. What does that feel like? Um, well, it feels like everything's gonna be okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all is one. All is good. Um, it's true. Love is ultimately all it is at the level of oneness mm-hmm. uh, we are not there as a species and un- even under coming close to understanding that but again backing up to um, all is one I don't sit there and just revel in that oneness and be like oh god everything's so beautiful and like mm. I hit that oneness and go okay I'm fucking god all right great let's <laughs> pop out of this bitch and fucking I got some fucking work to do yeah and, and so I have a certain level of responsibility okay I'm fucking god yeah. all right yeah I'm that what would fuck I got shit to do man <laughs> fucking <laughs> who can I connect with you know I start writing shit down I come yeah. out of these experiences I start talking to my phone I start calling people no shit I got shit to do right because there was many times I was stuck in the Amazon no wi-fi down there yeah I, I, well, like, what am i gonna do okay so uh and you know and, and that's where my whole career has come out of Sc- scroll back to 16 years ago uh on youtube and you'll see it all there and i am on mission i am on task my mission hasn't changed in this past 16 years since i've had that that revelation so if we are all god and we are all one and we are all realizing this ultimately then yes, we use the pain as a stimulus. And yes, the politicians and the Hunter Bidens and the Joe Bidens and the and the people that are out for no good and the Mao Zedong and the and the Pol Pot and the the Adolf Hitler, you know, people like to fault Adolf Hitler, but who was funding Hitler? Who who built the 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 engines for the Sherman tanks? Who gave him the oil to uh, uh, you know conquer Europe? And so. Um, and who is funding it with the money, and who made out with uh, the money after the war. So ask yourself the deeper questions and really understand this. And then, you know, understand that everyone is serving their purpose. I think spiritually, and I think the dark entities and the forces, maybe the Rockefeller Foundation, maybe they realize this. And maybe they're like, yeah, we'll play the villain this time. And then that, that, that's going to that's gonna awaken the soul bras. And, and, <laughs> and then everything's going to be better. We'll find homeostasis <laughs> through that way. 
you know, I don't know what this whole human experience is, but that type of working philosophy allows me to continue without being jaded, mm. right? And yeah. being, uh, you know, like, oh, the sky is falling and we're fucked. There is no solution. No, the solution is simply awaken to the oneness, the yin-yang dualistic aspect you know, uh, simplify that and become balanced within yourself. All knowledge is knowledge of self. And the ancient sages have said, you know, balance is the way. So, you know, balancing the right and left hemispheres of the brain, balancing the, the uh, masculine and, and, and feminine uh, neurotransmitters, the hormones inside of our own consciousness. Uh, you know, this seems to be the path. And yes, this is spiritual fodder for our own awakening. If we didn't have this, you wouldn't have a show. I wouldn't yeah. be able to crack as many jokes as yeah, I've been yeah. cracking for the last 16 years online. And so it makes for, this is spiritual fodder for our own entertainment. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> Keep laughing, guys. Yeah, no, it's beautiful. And I, you know, in a way you got to be grateful for it because if, you know, if there wasn't a dragon to slay, then, you know, what would the knight do? He would just, right. you know, fuck around at home. Oh, yeah, there's no princess for me to save. Cool. Uh, I'll probably become a baker and be a peasant my whole life. Like, Or get all doped up on porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And video games. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so it, it allows us to have a purpose. It allows us to kind of level up uh, across the board. But you mentioned something in, in your first tirade that I want to uh, dive deeper into is about dis-ease, uh, disease and the kind of overarching... Um, you can say kind of Rothschildian medical establishment view that a disease is something the healthy human body catches from external or there's a genetic code that is just unavoidable that, oh, I have this, I have this cancer, I have this problem and once I have that, I am that. And then the identification of that begins to signal all of the um, you know, hormones Polypeptides, and neuropeptides. There you go, neurotransmitters that tell your body to kind of exist in that lower state of health. In and the morphogenetic field, right? Just pull it right out, like the, the signature of a rose. Anyways, go ahead. I don't want to bash no, no, your question. No, go no. Ahead. So the question is, I guess, um, t to d dive deeper into w what is the cause of most diseases? What is the morphogenetic energy field? And how does that kind of play out into health in general? Yeah, so... Well, and I'm just going to explain from my understanding. So my meditation teacher was S.N. Goenka. And S.N. Goenka used to like to say 98% of all diseases uh, come from the mind. I'd like to know what the 2% aren't. <laughs> but I guess if you're mainlining chemicals, yeah. you know. But again, that's a mental defilement. <laughs> Why are you mainlining chemicals into your body? Why mm -hmm. are you mainlining poisons into your body? So if 98% of all diseases are psychosomatic, um, and so meaning our psychology puts them into our, our, our somatic expression, our body. Mind is an embodied process. We are all mind, ultimately. Uh, then these are ideas, and, and, and hence this goes back to my, my philosophy and, and theory I presented earlier that, um, um, uh, you know, this is the battlefield of the human mind. So... Uh, the morphogenetic field is Rupert Sheldrake's uh, body of work. He was one of the two TED Talks that got kicked off of TED Talks early on. I don't know if you remember that in, in the beginning of censorship. Censored, yeah. I think it was Graham Hancock and Rupert Sheldrake. Interesting. TED Talks got kicked off because hit morphogenetic field is the energetic. And this is what you see in the Shapipo Indians tapestry, their ayahuasca uh, shamans they do this artwork and it's in their tapestry it's in their uh 
It's in their, um, they do clay pots as well. I have one in the house, I'll show it to you. And so the, in the clay pots, the face comes out of uh, the, the tapestry, which is like the kaleidoscope. It's kind of the psychedelic drawings um, on their tapestries and in their clay pots. The actual face of the being comes out of the clay pot, out of the, the tapestry weavings. And so this is what you see in uh, an ayahuasca experience, the interconnectedness of all things. And so like the rose has a signature of a rose. That's why you drop a seed in the ground and it comes up. It's not a daisy. It doesn't grow up as a daisy. It grows up as a rose because it has that energetic signature. And we have those energetic signatures inside of us. And also ideas have energetic signatures. Yep. And so if we're calling forth this idea of dis-ease or cancer, then that can manifest inside of our body. And so, of course, Joe Dispenza is releasing all this uh, 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 heart-mind coherence and, you know, praying down for those ideas of what the heart desires, which is peace, putting it back up into the brain. The brain is a tool and programming uh, the tool because the brain is what helps you see reality because you're creating reality out of that. So the idea is to program your mind beyond dis-ease. And so, yes, there's going to be some physical elements, but also, you know, your mental structure because mind is an embodied process. You want to get your mind right. And if you're eating... You want to make sure that you're eating materials that are going to build, you know, healthy cells. It's going to build um, uh, a healthy body. So you want to think those good thoughts and you want to program your mind like we are right now. We're talking about the yin and the yang, the hellfire, the totalitarian tiptoe. But we're using that as spiritual fodder and comedy mm -hmm. and entertainment. Uh, uh, we're doing that inner alchemy uh, with yep. inside of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, first and foremost, because we're creating the world. That's ultimately what we must realize, that our thoughts, words, and actions are creating the world uh, that we're living in. And so it's working on masterminding yourself around the ideas that your heart desires, because the heart always wants po peace. The heart wants coherence. The heart wants uh, simplicity. Um, and so if you can go back to that and figure that out, and the heart is 5,000 times uh, more electromagnetically strong than the mind, mm -hmm. right? So if mind is an embodied process and, and we are all mind, yet the heart is 5,000 times the strength of the mind, then it's a good idea to get cor come correct with the basic of what the heart wants, which is peace, mm -hmm. if you study that in psychology. And then you go back and program the mind and just say, look, I may not be at peace right now, but I am going to program my mind to seek and destroy. Seek, you know, that, that's using like a Navy SEALs term, but, you know, <laughs> just program that fucking mind. You do the David Goggins in the mind. I'm after peace, brothers and sisters. Yep. No matter what, yep. I am going to program and I'm going to attract peace. Now, even if I fall on my face, I have my other brothers and sisters to pick me up, shake me off, uh, come correct, be that. Uh, sacred mirror in my life reflect back to me to my ideas how much is it bringing peace into my life you know every time I get sideways <laughs> and kicked off TikTok and Instagram <laughs> and shadow banned I'm like okay well what do I really want a peace you know yep. find that comedy yep. find that heart and soul how can I make things light you know talking about the hellfire but bringing it light you know JP Sears does a great job yeah. you know uh, my, my friend and colleague uh, from the Czech Institute JP Sears 
you know, he does a great job because he talks about the hellfire and he just cracks, a, you know, basically a one note joke on the whole thing. Yeah. So I think the more we can internally alchemize that, knowing that we are God, knowing that we have the power of the creator, knowing that we are all children of God. If you can't swallow the fact that you are God, then just understand that you are a child of God imbued with the power of creation inside of us. We can create worlds. If you create an Elon Musk by having sex with your girlfriend and you create an Elon Musk <laughs> and he goes to Mars and that opens up in a colony and it goes into future timelines, you can literally create worlds. Mm-hmm. So let's not mince words. That yeah. is, yeah, you know, yeah. you have the power of God in us. So we can start alchemizing the ideas. What do we want to see? We want peace. We want harmony. We want fresh water. We want clean food. We want to be able to enjoy our lives, go on our electric bikes, come ecstatic dancing with Troy Casey and the Soul Bra and, and Sedona. <laughs> and, you know, drink green juice and have bone-in prime rib and, oh, and yeah. organ meats and bone broth and, and, and a big smile on our face. And, you know, hear, hear the, 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 the little zen uh, uh, um, fountain. fountain that I have here <laughs> in my house. And so, and, and just find a little bit more peace and, and, and put a smile on your face and just move in that direction. And so, because yes, the Rockefeller Foundation exists, the World Economic Forum exists, Klaus Schwab is, is interesting in putting you in a digital prison. And if you don't like it, he's going to label you in X, Y, and Z and marginalize you and cancel culture. And this is all baked in to the society, not necessarily from Klaus Schwab, but you can see how the totalitarian tiptoe has just sunk into where we're at and that's why like someone like puppet joe biden is preaching all this inclusion this fuckery like yeah let's let's include the the fuckery in the inclusion like let's normalize dysfunction and then brand that out as just the way it is fuck that shit i'd rather be ripped to the bones strong as an ox clearing the mind, jumping in cold water, yeah. making sure I'm alive, screaming, slapping my balls, <laughs> making sure, hey, hey, what is real? Oh, let me go pick this organic plum right off of my tree and dip into that. Oh, that tastes so nutritious and good. And it shows up in my body. It's like, what are my results? Remember, results never lie. And so you always yeah. want to look in the mirror and look in the toilet bowl. How good are your ideas You know, working out? And so I'm going to try and keep everything you know, in in the tone of, of, of comedy and tongue-in-cheek because the world's a little fucked up. And, uh, and we created it that way through our avarice, through our laziness, through our, our greed, or through our unconsciousness. And so it's just all hands on deck right now. What do you think of the... Uh, I've been reading David Icke's book recently, and he says that the... Which so one? New one? Uh, no, not a new one. From like the 80s. Children uh, of the Matrix or something? No, it's got like a man on the front. Okay, um, yeah. I forget the name. But he, you know, he details this whole globalist history order um, and how it's kind of bringing about the erosion of our freedoms today. But his idea, he goes into the spiritual principles of the world first. And just like how... Um, Mem- like a, a rose has a consciousness. There's a rose consciousness and all the roses are kind of tapped into that energetic signature. Humans have a consciousness uh, and that the average consciousness of each individual human uh, collate, collects in what it, wherever energy field that it is and is at its own you know, energetic vibrational level. Um, the circumstances that human beings find ourselves in is like what we are is what we attract. Because our resonant energetic level uh, is so low or based in fear and, you know, lack and all the rest of it, 
that reflects out on the world around us and attracts these people that are, um, you know, taking advantage of us, want to eliminate our freedoms and whatever. So I'm, I'm interested in, in whether you think that that's true in that, like, I'm not necessarily saying I agree. Some people have a massive issue with this because they think that that means that they deserve it. Um, and on a personal level, you do deserve the circumstance of your life because they are a reflection of your thoughts, feelings, actions in the few years leading up to where you are now. Like your, your, your circumstances in life today, how rich you are, how healthy you are, how good your relationships are, are a sum of the last few years, basically of your actions or months or whatever. So at a macro level, where we are in having these goblins, um, you know, trying to take advantage of us is a result of how we have, like you said, been lazy, been greedy, not been aware, not been conscious, not been abundant and not acting in the kind of godlike principles of, you know, helping your neighbor, uh, not coveting your things. Um, so, so do you think that human consciousness on the whole, it's, it's lower than it needs to be and when it becomes higher, will we automatically kind of just throw off these fear chains that are attracting these people into the world. Okay, so let me try to unpack that. First and foremost, I like David Icke. I've been consuming some of his material for at least 20, 20, 20 years, and uh, I think he's got some value. I did watch eight hours of it one time. Back <laughs> around when 9-11 was happening, I used to have yeah. an old DVD of his, and uh, so the early 2000s, and I remember watching eight hours of the Rothschilds and the lizard people and the, you know, come, everybody's going to come and get you. And then in the last end of his dissertation, he said, it's all an inside job. So you're going to heal it through meditation and, and, and knowledge of self. Mm. Ultimately, that yeah. was David Icke yeah. straight from his mouth. Yeah. So it's all an inside job. So back yeah. to, you know, my philosophy, um, you know, we're, we're all God. I say the second coming of Christ is when we all rise up to the frequency and vibration of love, understanding, forgiveness. Uh, Christ ha consciousness. Handing out passes. Look, when you've had your heart opened up to the degree of like an ayahuasca uh, ceremony mm. and you're sitting in the Amazon jungle, <coughs> your heart's wide open. You have nothing but love and understanding and forgiveness for all the shit that's ever happened. And you're just like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're kind of peaceful. I believe that that is where we're headed. Mm. Uh, whether, and I do believe we're going through an octave shift cosmically, um, whether it's neutrinos from the central sun or the astrology is going to match up like it did from uh, 1776 when we had the American Revolution. And that's what's happening right now. The Pluto return, the Saturn return, the conjunct with Jupiter and uh, Uranus, etc. I'm no astrologer, but every time I study the stars, and look at what's happened since basically like 2020. It's extremely powerful uh, configurations. And of course, these configurations have a pull. These densities have a pull on our own biology, right? Mm -hmm. if, the, if, the, if the moon can move the uh, metric tons of water across the earth, right, and affect the tides, then what do you think? you know, these star systems and Pluto and the other galaxies are doing on your own biology. So it does have a certain level of an uh, effect. So I say the second coming of Christ is when we all rise up to that level. And I believe that we're going through a frequency shift. And I do believe uh, uh, awareness is the first step. And so all the stuff co uh, cognitively that we're seeing on the internet where people being red-pilled left, right, and center, people are waking up 
to even if they they still believe the quote unquote science or their the narrative of scarcity and all this stuff. Even if they believe that, uh, they can see uh, we can see inklings of the consciousness moving in uh, a more broader perspective, a more harmonic perspective. Well, someone like Joe Dispenza is becoming extremely popular, right? Biology of Belief, Dr. Bruce Lipton, uh, Greg Braden. These guys are prominent people all over the internet now. Yeah. These ideas are this heart-based, heart-math uh, heart coherence uh, is being propagated uh, everywhere. And I ha this is the same thing that I have to work on myself. You asked me what my spiritual... Um, um, work was these days, which is a great question. I don't get that question often asked. And so first and foremost, it's doing everything in my book and taking care of myself holistically. Hydration, That's nutrition, it. sleep, movement, so I can actually be presentable and have a spiritual outlook on life at all and possibly be positive. I got to get the stagnation out of my muscles and make sure that, you know, my broken bones, you know, still work uh, to a degree, uh, you know, less pain in the body um, and find some type of freedom and peace and harmony with inside of myself. And then, of course, that's how I broadcast. I, I, I discover this stuff, and then I, I, I put it out on the Internet. And the world is awakening. Look, I, I went from being shadow banned because the I'm the antithesis to the pharmaceutical companies, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to put the pharmaceutical companies out of business because... I want to burn them. Hippocrates said, let thy food be thy medicine, and thy medicine be thy food. And people take the Hippocratic Oath, which is do no harm, yet they prescribe these toxic compounds to the <laughs> yeah, body. Yeah, yeah. Right? So we're just a little off base, and the more I activate and wake up, I report that back to, and then lo and behold, I become more popular. People, my book's doing really well. My videos are doing really well. And, 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 and it's not about my brand. I really like the way you branded yourself out because this is the position I'm going into. It's not about me. Yeah. Right. It's just about the, the, the ideas of feeling better and creating a better world. And so I believe in everybody out there that they are the solution, that they are the miracles that we're that we're looking for. I am my own miracle that I'm looking for as well. I am the answer to the local politics here. Mm -hmm. I am the uh, the solution to uh, the poison food that's being uh, propagated and sold through Amazon.com and the farmland, et cetera. I am the solution. I am the voice of reason that, that everyone's looking for, that I am looking for. And so, you know, getting back to those four human needs and aligning uh, holistically as much as I can with water, food, shelter, uh, and fire. We need a new energy source. Talking about free energy is very important because right now we have a Rockefeller, Rothschild kind of top-down petrodollar you know, uh, encapsulation, enslavement mechanism, Federal Reserve, which is neither. Uh, and again, we are not victims. <laughs> we are victors. Yes. Right? So let's reverse engineer. Let's Elon Musk reverse engineer right around that. You know, what are the four human needs? And so water, food, shelter, and fire. And so building community around that and understanding around that. Uh, and then Spinning the negative into a positive. We're in a dualistic paradox. You can do that. That yin yang coin, just flip it right over. Oh, that, you know, it's negative. You know, how many times do you, do you read coffee's good for you on this blog? Coffee's bad for you on that blog. You could talk infinitum positively or negatively about any subject. Mm. And so if you're having a bad day, flip that yin yang coin over. Go out there and help someone else that's having a bad day and watch your life change. And so. I just think it's keep working with the mind. I ended up rambling again. <laughs> <laughs> no, preaching is the right word. Yeah. Um, okay. What did I ask you? Then? 
I we forgot. were talking about David Icke and what I thought of him. I think he's a very uh, intellectual man. I think he's got a lot of good ideas. I think there's value in it. But again, I have I have ripped apart his dissertations, and at the end of the day, it's all an inside job, is what I yeah. got from uh, David Icke. And not inside job is in there, you know government agencies doing the inside job although that exists as well inside job is in uh it's it's up to you to change circumstances in your life change circumstances of your health uh your mind um your relationships family everything like you can't it's like oh my, my community's going to shit well what have you done about it and i ask that question of myself a lot as well because you know i'm not as involved or whatever um i like that you know this is you know my contribution is like this kind of show and and the stuff that i put out is like helping people be healthier that's you know that's my role i think um not everyone's going to be a politician not everyone's going to be um you know hands-on doing things but uh in general you have to be doing something and your own small part uh finding what that is for you is like there are some people who are going to be presenters there are some people who are going to be behind the scene workers uh there are some people who are going to be um, physically strong there are some people who are going to be mentally strong spiritually strong like we all have our own role and I think experimenting uh, with your life and what you do in your own time is important to finding that and not being upset again listening to your heart where is your heart directing you to what is your intuition directing you to I think a lot of people they value what society and their parents and school and university say over what they want what they want to do and ultimately that path of you following uh your intuition and like what is what is the first thought that comes up you come into a situation and before you can logic yourself out of a decision what is the first thing that pops up you have to listen to that that's that is the right thing and then you go oh but actually it would make sense if i if i actually did this instead because my dad mentioned and it's like that's you're going off already the first thing that comes up that's the real shit it's from your heart, from yeah. your gut. Yeah. Um, the gut never lies. <coughs> the gut and the heart, the same thing, you think? I mean, pretty much. The intuition. intuition. For me, that's where it resides. I mean, more peace is in my heart if I tap into my heart, but the gut is always triggering you. Mm. You can feel it. Yeah. So, But everyone's different with their, 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 their intuition. What are you eating these days? You know... I need a good woman here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, anyone listening? Troy Casey, he's handsome as they get. And uh, as you can hear, uh, very, very knowledgeable as well. So if you're out there, you know, give him a message. He's on Instagram. <laughs> Versace model, by the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, I've been I've been going through. I, I put my family back together after the first divorce. And it was instigated, supposedly, by money. You know, my ex-wife browbeat me because I wasn't making enough money at the time and uh, and divorced me and then when I started making more money and getting my act together because it was good again more pain made me go okay I'm going to get this money piece together do some hypnosis do some programming around my mind focus on my business um, and I, I cracked the code and family's very important it still is I still desire peace with my ex-wife and uh, I put my family back together and uh, and then, um, you know, our shadow was still there and she wasn't interested in, in dancing with it. And so she left and uh, stole a bunch of money and then tried to drag me into court. And so I'm going through this process right now and working on my best not to be jaded. Right. Working with forgiveness, understanding, understanding mm-hmm. where people are coming from. Also, you know, having newfound success. You know, I've always been certain level of success. 
But the next level of success and having people take pot shots at you, uh, that was kind of new and, and, and rip you off and lie to the cops and like all sorts of um, treachery. So that was new to me. Do you remember the question you asked me? <laughs> I went down there. I, I asked, uh, what are you eating these days? <laughs> and so, so anyways, Good my, wonder, my wonderful ex-wife, who was Korean and had uh, enough of a traditional upbringing to know how to make really good food. And mm. I, I, don't, I don't stop and cook for myself. Why not? Um, just because it's pretty labor intensive. And maybe I just need to work on my own consciousness. I think that's a limiting that. belief. Yeah, I mean, for me to stop and make some food, and then I don't like having a mess in my house, but I also don't like cleaning it up. <laughs> you get a maid. And so, yeah, and I have, I do have some help. So the bottom line is, is I, I, I like having uh, that nourishment and nurturing mm. from uh, the feminine counterpart. Yes. Um, I do have the ability to give myself. I go out and eat. So you ask me what I eat. So I like to eat uh, organ meats. Although I don't like the taste of them very much, so I like to have someone who can perfor- per- uh, um, prepare them mm-hmm. properly yeah. and make them taste good yeah. and, and put them in front of my face because I'm also pretty busy. I like to work all the time. Yeah. And so if I'm not taking care of myself, which is my work, by the way, yeah. so if I'm not taking a nap or nourishing myself or sitting in my sauna or doing exercise or riding my bicycle... Um, then I am working on my business. Yeah. I am making phone calls. I am answering people on social media. I'm connecting with people. I'm making new content. And so it's nice when <laughs> I make time for a meal. And when I was living with my family and my wife, she would put a plate of food in front of me. Or it would just be dinner time. Yeah, I'd yeah. call a moratorium on work and we'd go and sit. So that is not where I'm at right now. And uh, and be- and you, you mentioned you know any women w- watching... I, I don't know if I'm ready to call forth uh, the next one because right. I am into the one, uh, but um, because I'm still going through some stuff, and I also yeah. don't want to pick up that sacred mirror and have it be the same issues that I had uh, with my past partner. Yeah. I want to make sure that I, I I'm I'm healed to the certain degree. Um, that I'm I'm ready for m- my next relationship. So, but I do like a traditional woman. I do have some girlfriends, and they do like organ meats, and they do like to cook, and that's a natural progression for them. Mm-hmm. They really enjoy that. So I'm not being sexist whatsoever. I'm being practical. Yeah. Right. She, you know, the traditional women that I have in my life that will come over here and cook or cook at their house, um, they enjoy that. You know, and and. Huh. I really got a lot of shit in my last relationship. If I asked for a glass of water or something, it was like I was inconveniencing them. And it's like, I, you know, I'm doing work. I'm staying focused. It's a good idea if I stay focused. And if you can help me, you don't have to help me. Or if you're busy, that's fine. But asking is not a crime, <laughs> right? <laughs> asking is not a fucking crime. No, it shouldn't be. And if somebody provides me with a glass of water or a plate of food, I'm going to do my business until the cows come home tirelessly, yeah. right? For and them, f- right? For them, for everybody. Yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I'm in it. F- I'm I'm the team player. So I just wanted to clarify that. Yes, eventually I w- will be calling forth the one, and I do like pretty women, and I do, <laughs> and I do like feminine women, and I do like open women. You know, my objective is not to become jaded. 
from you know the divorces that I've gone through, being dragged into court. You know, to be open and understanding and loving and forgiving regardless. I don't want to be like, oh, yeah, you know, women are out for no good or, you know, and, you know, you see that on the Internet. Guys are dicks and, sh you know, it's like, let's not get into that. Let's let me work on myself. Yeah. And so what so what am I eating? I like bone in prime rib. I like uh, organ meats. I like bacon and eggs. I like uh, uh, and I eat. I don't eat that much, and I like that way. I yeah. like all my cognitive faculties there as much as possible. And by the time I'm starving at the end of the day, maybe after ecstatic dance, yeah, I'll have a plate of primal food, if you will. Maybe a paleo, paleo. I like to be a paleo vegan uh, keto guy <laughs> with meat. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I take the ve the vegan principles, the keto principles. You know, basically whole, natural, organic, high vibrational yep. foods as much as possible. Simple. Uh, yeah, and, 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 and simple. And so ancestral diet. Uh, I work with an organic superfood company. We uh, sprout and juice uh, uh, plant materials that don't have lectins and phytic acids and plant poisons on them. And then we dry them on our farms. And it goes to Compton, California at our organic factory. And we ship it out from there. I live predominantly on herbs and superfoods for the most part of the day. Calorie-restricted, pre-digested nutrients. Mm. And then uh, I'll dip into macros uh, the more my blood sugar starts to get out of balance. Right. And so... Uh, um, I, 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 I'm on a, because there's no women around, I'm on a cheese and crackers diet right now. <laughs> and so I wait till I'm starving. And then I have super high quality raw milk cheeses, oh, nice. you know, uh, stuff from France, yeah. breeze, real dense materials I don't need much of. Yeah. And I eat the Mary's crackers, so they're non inflammatory. I, I base everything on if it gives me a sour stomach, if it gives me a indigestion. Uh, or constipation or any of that, I avoid it like the plague. Yeah, uh, makes and, sense. And then, and then, uh, so, but when I get my blood sugar gets wonky towards you know two, three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon, and I'm still doing podcasts, I'll go uh, grab you know a chunk of uh, brie cheese and a little bit of crackers, and I'm satiated until I can find me a woman or a restaurant that's got <laughs> high quality food. <laughs> yeah, no, that's great. Uh, There's the long answer to that question, and. Um, I think I was writing about this yesterday when food, so food, like everything has an energetic signature and that can be made with love. Literally your grandma's cooking made with love. That is literally better for you than the same meal prepared without that love. You know, like it's, it's kind of like, um, discussed by your family. Oh yeah. Your mother makes your food with love. And it's like, she does. But the second order understanding of that is that she is literally infusing that food uh, the water inside the food with the structural energy that is going to nourish you at a higher level Huge. because that, you know, th that, that can literally cure you of, of things like other people's love that uh, you receive or the love that you give out to other people is literal nourishment. And, uh, 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 it's it, a total it's, truth because yeah. even though me and my ex-wife are fighting, yeah. she'll send some oxtail soup or seaweed soup over here with the kids sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, I know she still loves me. Yeah. You know, like, right, we're embroiled. <laughs> I can taste it. <laughs> oh, my God. And there's so much love in her food. And it's just like, like, why do you want to be sexist and start fighting that? That's yeah. such love and beauty. Yeah. But that's what this narrative has done to us. It's divided a wedge. It's divide and conquer Marxism, Communist Manifesto. 
masculine feminine, right? But it's so beautiful. Her food is so fucking amazing. Yeah. Well, it's the ideology is designed to make the genders compete. It's like you hate if you can make uh, the masculine hate the feminine, the feminine hate the masculine. Uh, naturally, the masculine and feminine, you know, come into one. They form a whole, two different sides of the coin. Everyone has both energies inside them, but in general, uh, a female will have more feminine energy, a, a male will have more masculine energy. Correct. They come together in the beautiful union of a relationship and, you know, f- fill each other's holes. And that sounds weird, but, you know. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Fill my holes. <laughs> and, um,. So you get this kind of whole unit at the I'm end. I'm working that. on my anal retentiveness. No, no, come, no. Come, come, work on my hole, baby. <laughs> uh, okay, go ahead, man. Oh, don't don't let me, don't um, let me freak the podcast out. Well, uh, as I was trying to make the beautiful point of love and connectedness, I'll choose my words carefully. <laughs> um. That they want to make that wrong and evil and bad and make, you know, females masculine because that fucks up the polarity, therefore fucks up the attraction between the two poles. Um, You know, opposites attract and the same energies will repel. You have a magnet, you can do that experiment for yourself. We have those polarities of energy within our energetic signature as humans. So the more masculine you are, if you want a feminine partner, you have to be more masculine in that sense. Uh, to attract that. So if you can fuck up that dynamic, repel people from each other and repel the masculine from the feminine, then you end up with less relationships, less families and less children, which is ultimately the grand overarching scheme of all of this BS. They can harvest human energy like in the matrix. So, and let me just, let me just speak into that because I was living that. So, you know, and that's why I'm so, um, excited to release my new book and and really talk about this because I did get sucked up into the whole culture thing. You know, I live in this world just like anyone else and you want to get along. So I've been in the healing community for many years, uh, San Francisco Bay Area, Los Angeles, California, uh, hippie, consciousness, healing. Um, And so you hear all this talk about you know, the divine feminine coming back online and the balance. And so there was a stage uh, maybe a decade or so ago when I was new in my marriage. So first of all, I had no education on marriage. Both my parents were divorced twice uh, over. Uh, A lot of challenges uh, with those relationships, a lot of challenges with the pregnancies, everything else. And so uh, I didn't really know who I was. So then uh, I'd be, you know, I'm about 40. I see these children in the Amazon. I'm enamored uh, with the sensuality of the children. And my desire, my biological desire to create a family was born in the Amazon. I came out. I found my wife at the time. And I was in the spiritual circles. And I heard about the divine feminine. And my wife was in business. She was in the fashion industry. She's a very successful fashion buyer. And uh, I kind of deferred to her for business. I figured she's a woman. Uh, She probably knows how to raise the children better. Let me defer to her in that. Mm. And I deferred to her because I wanted a little bit more divine feminine. And I didn't want to be so, ma- you know, I didn't want to come off unbalanced masculine. So I, 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 in my mind, I, I deferred a little bit more to the feminine. And I was living in Los Angeles. And then ups and downs in the relationship happened, ups and downs in building my business. I, I realized through the divorce that, no, I have all the answers inside of me. I can trust that and I can uh, understand that 
lead and guide as the masculine in the yep. family. But the opposite was true. I got lost in it, and I, I, I don't know if feminized is the, is more the word, but I was deferring more to to to. Yeah, to you weren't leading. You to, weren't taking right. charge. You weren't living out the masculine role. Exactly. Much. And it was through the divorce and the growing out of my beard and my hair and not giving a fuck and realizing, oh, the capitulation to whatever feminizing or whatever I was doing in the past didn't fucking work. And so I came to the realization of that. I put my foot down. I've been working with some coaches at the time, and I said, no more external inputs. I'm going to fucking figure this shit out, whether I fail myself or whatever, and I was a model for years. I had a very classic look, shaved all the time, Mm. and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to start shooting in the morning. I don't give a fuck what I look like. I'm going to pop out of bed, start making videos. I'm going to grow my hair out. Everybody tells me to shave. You'll make more money, and you'll look better. Opposite happened. So all this (laughs) masculine stuff started happening to me as I just let it go and was really myself. Uh, And then, of course, my wife came back to me. She was very attracted to that. But she was very. She was also programmed. I don't want to speak for her, but it seemed to me she was also programmed into thinking that she was still boss, and she is a boss, right? She was running a fashion business for many years. She's got her own ideas. She's a strong, powerful woman. Uh, and if anybody has read Robert Greene's work, he talks about. I think in his book Mastery, um, Western military is might makes right. West uh, Eastern military is lay and wait. They'll, they, they're going to play mm. the psychological long game. Yep. And so I experienced that with her. And so, um, and so like when we got back together, I was like, no, honey, I got this. Money, don't worry about it. Rent, don't worry about it. Because part of the MO, we got, we got hit with black mold in one of our uh, houses in Santa Monica. And our health r- really got depleted. And um, so we moved a lot. And it was all the sky is falling. We've got to move. We don't have enough money. We've got to go from a two-bedroom to a one-bedroom with a family of four. And she's Asian, so that's normal, right, living in small spaces. And so, uh, but it was the constant thing. And now that I'm in Sedona and she's still running those programs, I'm like, sweetheart, that's your spiritual work right there. You know, the sky is not falling. The sky, it, dude, this is abundant. Look, Come look at my plum tree. <laughs> <laughs> look at my plums. <laughs> look at my plum tree. I mean, <laughs> I've got so much abundance. There's stuff feeding the insects on the ground now. And so so the bottom line is, is like, no, honey, I got this. Yeah. Right? And it was attractive when she got back together with me. But as the program ran out, seven, eight months into it, you know, she really wanted to wear the man pants. And I wasn't having it. I'm going to put my foot down. Things are going really well. My business is going good. Don't worry about it, honey. And she, you know, she wanted to create more crises. Mm. And I'm like, there is no fucking crisis. Yeah. We're doing great. The world's yeah. abundant. Yeah. Be happy. Just be, uh, you know, what I told her, I said, just, just, be, just be pretty and healthy. Just take care of your fucking self. Mm. And, and that wasn't enough for her. She wanted to control everything. And, and it drove her nuts. So, uh, I forgot, what, what was the question again? Um, uh, no question, I think we were just talking about masculine, feminine elements, and how they, they, that ideology is to repel each other so that there are less children. Right, so it's more control and manipulative for the systems and, and, yeah. the, and the corruption systems that are, that are running everything. The fact of the matter is, we as human beings are running everything. Now, my wife is welcomed back into the family. We won't be having sex again because I see that sex is a tool, Right. 
Um, uh, and we get caught up. Uh, there's no free lunch uh, with with sex. I'm here to tell you guys. Uh, I thought there was because I got divorced, and all of a sudden this new Tinder thing was there, and I was like, "Woo, free ride!" Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I was modeling and had in my 20s and 30s, you know, I knew that there was a, a connection spiritually, but I didn't feel it as much. And being married for uh, almost 15 years and having sex with one partner, I got divorced, and then uh, actually we were married for 11 years. Uh, and then I got divorced, and I started dating this these women, and I wasn't that interested in them. And then texting was a brand new thing. And then all of a sudden, ghosting and texting, like, I, I'm running a business, and I got kids. I don't have time to field this. Uh, it, it, it was like passive aggressiveness. Like, you didn't text me. You owe me. Call me. Text me. Feed my ego. Whatever. And I was just like, oh, fuck, I can't deal with that. And then when you don't deal with it, then they're like, then they come at you, and it's like psycho. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. And then I had, you know, I met a couple of other girls and, and had sex with them. And then I realized I went celibate. That was the first time. Uh, and then my wife came back with me. And now I'm celibate again because there is no free lunch. Yeah. Right? There is no free lunch. And I don't want to open up that emotional doorway um, and passive aggressive and all these unwritten laws that we have with our masculine and feminine energies, uh, our male and female energies. And so I just... No more sex. My wife's allowed back into my life. I can't give her any more money either because she keeps hiring these fucking attorneys to go after me. So no more money and no more sex. But you're allowed back in, in, in the relationship. We have children together. We can share a meal together. You know, I can help and support as much as possible. But no control over the money or my consciousness. That just doesn't work. Um, so I'm not a jaded person. And that person is welcome back in my life, you know, if, if in the parameters that they behave themselves. And so, um, yeah. There we go. Peace and love. Peace and love, baby. <laughs> With uh, an iron fist, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way. I mean, you got to take control. You can't be kumbaya forever, you know? That's right. With everything. What are we at here? Okay. Cool. Well, I think that'll do us. Let me wrap it up. Uh, Troy Casey, this has been Soulcast, round two. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening at home. Uh, you mentioned a new book coming up. Um, what is that called? Do you have a title yet? When can we see that? So uh, it's targeted for the end of the summer. I got a Netflix special, these comedians I worked with. That should be dropping soon. Um, always working on getting on Joe Rogan. So we're yeah. going to launch the book uh, at the end of the summer. It's Brave New Man, Face Yourself. So it's everything that I dealt with standing up for myself in court, uh, understanding common law, natural law, the real law. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I am the law. I am the living land, air, water. I am the living man. I am, I am the law. What I say is law. Word is bond. That's why we've got to watch our creations that come out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. And so, and I'm no master at it either. I'm still, you know, uh, working on that. And so, but, you know, our words are our wand. We can create with our language. And so, uh, as I write in, in my, my first book, I, you can only teach from, um, um, a place of experience. And so these are, I'm here to share my experience and what I've learned along the way and bring the most simplest and holistic, holistic meaning good for the goose, good for the gander. It should apply to everyone, old, young, uh, male, female, masculine, dominant, feminine, dominant, doesn't matter. It will apply. And the basis of it is, oh, you're so fucked. Okay, well, what, what are you going to do now? 
Look in that mirror. Look in the toilet bowl. There's your direct feedback. Show up for yourself. Show up with excellence. Keep contributing. Serve. You know, don't go into a vacuum. You're depressed and anxious. That's that's woe is me. Me, 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 me. That's selfish thinking. And so get out of that. How can I be of service? How can I create and produce so that there's a vacuum, a magnetic attraction of these bigger opportunities that I desire in my life. How can I just be and do more? Look at you. You're very successful. You're, you're, you're creating so much value in the world. I don't know what your bank account looks like, but you look pretty extremely healthy. you got a nice relationship uh, with your missus over here. Uh, I, you, I see what you're doing online. And so you, it's, you have this template of excellence. And so that's what you want to create. That's what this book is going to be about, showing up in excellence, showing up like a man or a woman, right? Showing up with those masculine and feminine uh, features inside of us and keep facing yourself. The pain teacher's here to guide us. This is spiritual father. There are no victims. So keep showing up in excellence. Keep showing up. Keep producing. Keep serving. Uh, and see what magic we can create, right, from that perspective. So Beautiful. Troy Casey, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs>